How did you meet him? I met him at a sex club. Oh, <laughs> can I hear that story too, leading into it, or is that a different? Yeah, one? I was um, an amateur like stripper, like pole dance instructor. Mm-hmm. at um, a sex club in the city and hey and thanks for coming back to please don't tell anyone i'm molly clark your host and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people i go in blind to all my interviews only going off of the submission that was written in by the guest so that i can hear the story firsthand just like you Okay, so all I know about you is in your submission, it just says that your fiance cheated on you. Yeah, multiple times. So why don't we start from whatever you feel is the beginning of that story? Yeah. Um, my background is that I'm like a queer polyamorous individual. So I've been that way, uh, forever. Like I came out very young when I was like, I came out as like bisexual at 12. Um, and I've been non-binary for a while, like just really ensconced in that community. Um, but polyamory being the one that people kind of have a hard time wrapping their minds around the most, but I've uh, been in that community for about 10 years So I've always had committed but multiple relationships. How old were you when you had your first polyamory relationship? 18. Because I think it's important to lay a bit of groundwork here because what we're going to talk about is essentially cheating in a polyamorous relationship, which is so interesting because you already have an open structure that the grounds for cheating must break such a level of communication because it's already established that you're allowed to be with someone else. Um, Yeah, I think the interesting thing is that like cheating happens regardless. And like, I think what's an interesting statistic is that a lot more um, monogamous relationships actually end up contracting STDs more so than polyamorous relationships. It's still there. It's still, you know, obviously happens, but it's because in monogamous relationships, there's not that open and honest communication there is obviously but like just in polyamory it's kind of forced on you a little bit more um because you're you're recognizing that you're in these multiple different relationships that could possibly collide and make someone feel awkward or insecure if they weren't aware of the other person right so like I ran into that when I was in Thailand my boyfriend at the time was also traveling in Thailand Uh and we were traveling separately though And I ended up meeting this, like, beautiful man when I was traveling in Thailand and we were, like, hooking up and sleeping together. And then we parted ways. And lo and behold, a couple weeks later, I get a picture of, from my boyfriend, of my boyfriend and this guy that I had met in Thailand. They actually just happened to coincidentally meet in this, like, um, biking, uh, like, workshop thing. And then they were at, like, a McDonald's later and they were just, like, chatting um and they're like they got into a conversation that ended up being that they figured out they both knew me and were sleeping with me so it's just so wild but but it you had both of them knew that you were in a both of them knew about each other so it was essentially okay because the communication had been like high five okay yeah there's no betrayal because this is established in the type of relationship that you're having um exactly so if you so how old are you i'm 27 
And you said you've been in polyamorous relationships since you were 18. So you've had almost 10 years of experience in this. It's not like whatever you're about to tell us is your first ball game, and that's why it feels like such betrayal. Like mm-hmm. there is going to be this level of betrayal, and that's what I'm so excited to hear. So were you in a polyamorous relationship when you met him, like where you were looking? Yes. To how many people? Yeah, so I had like a boyfriend. I had a couple other partners um, that I'd been with, with for a few years, but I was looking for like a primary partner there's a lot of like different terms in polyamory and a lot of different ways to approach it I'm someone that tends to be more hierarchical polyamory which gets shit on a lot in the community but it's more like you can uh have different terms for it like primary partner anchor partner nesting partner someone that you maybe live with have kids with but you still also have other relationships they're just as important just as lovely you love them you know, just as much, but there's a different, um, expectation maybe, right? Like when you come home to your, let's say nesting partner that you live with, right? You're making meals for each other. You're seeing each other more than you would, um, uh, other people. The, the man that we're about to introduce, should we give him a pseudonym or do you want to use his real name? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I don't know if he needs a, a pseudonym. Okay. So you meet this guy, his name is so I met this guy, his name's Nick. Nick. And, and has he been in a polyamorous relationship before? He had just gotten out of a long-term relationship when I met him, and he was kind of dabbling in polyamory. Okay, but so you're like a seasoned kinda, vet at, this, at really how to communicate in a polyamorous relationship. He, he's a newbie to this. Yeah, yeah, essentially. But he's open, right? Like, he's wanting okay. to try it. So that was one of the things that kind of, like, attracted to me in the first place. Like, I do have a hard time as a polyamorous person sometimes – dating monogamous people who find more so like fetishize my polyamory Mm. like they're not actually into it they just kind of think it's cool you know um so him being open to it was was great and we like fell in love immediately like we're just within like a couple weeks telling each other we loved each other being like primary partners almost like right out of the gate and we got engaged within a year how did you meet him I met him at a sex club. Oh, <laughs> can I hear that story too leading into it or is that a different? Yeah, one? I was um, an amateur like stripper, like pole dance instructor mm-hmm. at um, a sex club in the city and... You were working that night. Yeah, kind of. I did more so like some of the events and stuff like that at mm-hmm. um, this particular sex club and like more so attended it as like a patron. Um, like I just like loved going there and meeting people and especially as like a sex positive polyamorous queer person it kind of catered to that yeah Um, I've pretty much met all of my partners at the sex club yeah that's so can you um, explain the difference if there is one between a sex club and a strip club sex club like you can actually have sex okay strip club like you shouldn't be having sex but sometimes it happens you know under the table if people pay you enough yeah um but like sex club is like you go you like pay your entry fee there's a bar there's like a lot of different a lot of um ones are different but usually there's like a bar and like a dance floor and then there's different rooms set up for like people to just like have sex and watch and join and meet new people and there's you know little containers of condoms and lube on the wall and stuff so it's like social sex yeah that's so is it something like i could (laughs) look up on google maps or are they like on like underground you need to know someone or could i literally type in like sex clubs new york 
Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Like where That's I'm so from, there's like a few that are like really well known. Okay. Well, if you're listening to this and you are in Canada and you want to hit up a sex club, it sounds like Ontario's the way to go. Okay, so he comes to the sex club that night. How do you go from being just walking in the door to meeting this guy? Yeah. I mean he's very charming. Like he's a fucking Gemini, you know? So like mm-hmm. he has charm out the wazoo. And he was one of the, like, I think only, like, uh, biological male presenting people who tried doing the pole dance thing class that I was teaching that night. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, really impressed. I was like, yeah. damn, like, this guy. And um, he was actually dating one of my friends at the time. And she reached out was like, hey, both Nick and I are really interested in you. Like, um, would you want to go out on a date? And I was like, fuck yeah, like. both these people sound amazing yeah so we went on this date um actually to a restaurant like near the sex club went to the sex club afterwards did like naked yoga like just had a blast and then he asked me out on a one-on-one date after that and like I said like from there it just kind of like we kept like seeing each other like a lot afterwards um like I said we got engaged like we had a really cute proposal and um what happened to the other girl though what happened to the girl who you said you had a friend who was a girl who... Oh, yeah. So they ended up um, breaking up but still remaining friends. Um, we went through, like, quite a few, like, other relationships while staying together because we were together for four years. Mm. Um, uh, we ended up having, like, two girlfriends together for, like, two years, um, living with one of them as well. Um, I had, like, my boyfriend of about, like, six years and, wow. like, another partner... But Nick was your primary. It was becoming this, I can see myself, not, maybe not the rest of my life, but, you know, well, I don't know. I mean, is the thought when you, as a polyamorous person. Like, we wanted a tiny home together. We, we were engaged to get married, right? Like our, we like went to family functions. Like, this is why for me, like the hierarchical thing makes sense because, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable bringing every single one of my partners to, like, a family function. In a polyamorous relationship, can kind of two things be true? Like, one, that you're committed to someone and see that, so to speak, traditional life with them, having kids, getting married, but also wanting to open yourself to other options while committed? Totally. Okay. Totally. And that's, for me, the differentiation between polyamory and, like, open or swingers. Okay. Like... You're in an open relationship, okay, your, like, girlfriend trusts that you're, like, just going to sleep around and have a good time. And, like, swingers, you, like, swap partners or whatever, Mm -hmm. kind of in a little bit of the more mature crowd. Mm -hmm. But for polyamory, like, for me, I'm, like, no, like, I have, you know, three or four partnerships that I see all of them on a regular basis. It's, like, a running joke in polyamory that you all have, like, a Google Docs, like, calendar to like keep track of all your dates and stuff and you don't mm-hmm. want to have like overlap or sometimes certain partnerships like you want to make sure you both have dates on the same night so that you don't feel alone and for other people that doesn't matter it yeah. sounds very um like there's no secrets or there's not supposed to be secrets not that there should be secrets in monogamous relationships either but yeah in a monogamous very, relationship like, kitchen it, table yes 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 okay so he proposes how does he propose I actually proposed first in drag. Great. <laughs> so I did a big drag show. It was amazing. Um, he proposed a week later. 
in Algonquin with his family and stuff. And yeah, it seemed like it was going really well. Like we were really open and honest about who we were seeing. Um, my rule was that we would be safe with everybody. Like we use condoms with everybody. Um, we just practiced safe sex. That was like kind of my, my big boundary. I definitely had other boundaries for sure, but that was the one where it came into him cheating was not wearing a condom. And I just, I can't get over that. Was there a rule in the relationship that you had to be transparent about who you were getting with or when you were getting with someone or... Could you really just go with, get with whoever you want, whenever you want? I mean, that's where we kind of differed, Nick and I. Like, he um, wanted to just, like, go with the flow, like, very spontaneous, whereas because of a lot of my past traumas, it was really important for me to, like, know where my loved ones were and kind of feel comfortable with who they were hanging out with, too. Like, if you're, in a way, you're bringing somebody else into our relationship, if I don't feel a hundred percent about this person like there are a lot of people that he chose to be with who said and did some really nasty stuff and he kind of just chose to ignore it because he was a sex addict like he didn't really care as long as he was getting his dick wet but for you if he was wearing a condom that really was the strictest thing exactly exactly like at the end of the day like i can't really control too much of like who he's going to choose to see knowing that we've both agreed to be in this polyamorous dynamic but at the end of the day if we're also agreeing that the two of us are going to be fluid bonding meaning me and him were choosing not to wear a condom then it's super understood that you are wearing a condom with everyone else even if we were both still practicing safe sex you just practice safe sex with everybody like that should just be the number one general rule you know yeah so take us to the cheating how do you find out that this happens how does this all go down so i actually ended up cheating as well um uh and i felt so bad about it did you cheat first not technically so technically he does but he doesn't tell me about it i end up having this like kind of very like brief sporadic interaction with this guy in the pool at the sex club where it's like we're in the pool so it's kind of like hard you don't have condoms and stuff not that that's an excuse but that's obviously what's running through our heads it's like heat of the moment slips Mm -hmm. in oh my gosh shouldn't have done that we're both Mm -hmm. very apologetic um and feel bad about it so I go home and call him right away and was like hey I just want to like really be transparent with you like heat of the moment this is what ended up happening and he kind of very nonchalantly mentions that the girl that he's been seeing for a while um that they've been fucking for a couple of weeks and that they'll notice that the condom breaks but that they'll just continue fucking and he hadn't mentioned this before to you never mentioned this before and you guys live together we hadn't been living together yet but you see each other a decent amount i mean he's your fiance all the time this was maybe like year two into the relationship there was where i'm getting is there was opportunity for him to tell you that this had been occurring for him yeah and there was opportunity to be like oh my gosh the condom broke let's Mm -hmm. stop and put a new (laughs) condom on not go oh uh, i guess we'll just keep fucking yeah so he tells you that how do you react to that i'm really upset um you know i'm like asking the questions like why didn't you tell me this before and just like kind of bewildered and just like this isn't gonna happen again obviously like we both agree that this was like really shitty for both of us to do like 
not gonna happen again and then fast forward to maybe like a year later or something like that he um admits to having sex without a condom with our mutual girlfriend and that it had happened like a month ago when he had seen her um when he had gone to visit her so i'm like even more upset at this point because it's like you've broken my trust again and it's with somebody that like i really care about and like love did you talk to her did like did she have an explanation because she was also keeping this yeah i talked to her as well and she felt like it was his responsibility to tell me which i do kind of agree um but also like if a long period of time is going by and he still hasn't told me like maybe just fess up you know what i mean it's a gray space but at the end of the day at the end of the day it's your body and she could have told you exactly and it's so many things right where it's like my body was being put at jeopardy and also like my health and it wasn't my choice like in a way it's slightly sexual harassment to be withholding Mm -hmm. this information because if you had told me hey like I happen to like have sex with somebody without a condom then I'm going okay you get tested I'll get tested too we'll wait for the results and then when we have that we can like come back but until then I'm not having sex with you you know, bad, maybe bad example, but I, I'm just making an assumption that the majority of my listeners aren't polyamorous. So the thing that I go to as a non-polyamorous person is COVID. You know, if you're exposed to COVID and then you just decide not to tell the people that you're with, you're risking things for them that you're not even thinking about. Yeah, totally. Totally. Maybe I know. It's, example, it's exactly but. that. Yeah. So now we kind of have a pattern starting because it's two years prior he had done the condom breaking with some his and now two years into it it's someone that you know yeah so where do you go from here with this we continue to stay together and like the relationship was pretty toxic other than that um which is something that like i think people who like he's a classic like grade a like narcissist like he definitely manipulates the situation to get what he wants Mm -hmm. he doesn't think that he's ever in the wrong and he always has an explanation to get him out of that situation plus again he's a fucking gemini so he's just lucky things just work out for him Mm -hmm. so kind of that whole combo um and it being directed towards somebody like myself who has been through a lot of trauma isn't is insecure like it has an attachment style with love like is looking for that validation it was just such a bad combo so when how does this shit really hit the fan so then it's like it's you know covid times and things are kind of starting to open back up and it's weird as a polyamorous person like just living with your two partners and not like being able Mm -hmm. to date and stuff like that so then when things start to open up back again like online dating kind of is like do virtual dating and no Mm -hmm. people are still seeing each other in person but um that kind of like opened back up and he started seeing this girl that it seemed to be like getting pretty serious like he wanted to take her to a, a wakeboarding competition that I just kind of felt a little bit 
weird about. Like, they had only been dating for, like, two weeks, and all of a sudden they were going to do this, like, weekend trip together where they were going to be, like, sleeping in the same bed in his van, her, like, dotting over him, like, watching him do his, like, wakeboarding and stuff, and... I know that's, like, all part of it, and I should be, like, happy that somebody else is getting to, like, experience him in that way and, like, love him in that way and stuff, but it just, it it felt a little bit fast, and I just kind of wanted to set down, like, some ground rules to, you know, understand that, like, they're not, like, partners yet, so we're not, like, introducing people, like, this is my girlfriend, like, no, like, I'm your partner, you know, like, I, I want to be introduced that way, and again, this is where I can see how it kind of got a little bit controlling on my side, Think about, too, that there had been so much mistrust. There had been so much that, like, more than just the cheating, like, there were so much other things that he had lied about to me throughout the relationship or the kind of ask for forgiveness, not permission thing. He would have, like, sleepovers that I wouldn't be comfortable with, but he would tell me about it afterwards. Because if he had told me about it before, I would be, like, kind of like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. You were already on high alert because of these other things. But real quick, though, how does... If one of you do want a partner, like that, the two week incident with the wakeboarding girl, like, is that out of the ordinary? Because if, if someone's going to go have sex with someone else, it, that is pretty fast regardless. Or is it usually just sex? Is it, was it the emotional piece that was hard for you? I think what was hard for me is that, um, it was something that they were sharing that I wish that I could, like, I really wanted to support him at the wakeboarding competition. Like, I really wanted to be that, like, his cheerleader, you know, and be that, I like being the one that he, like, brings up and, like, this is my fiancé, and, like, yeah. you know, I really, like, relished in those moments. So that part was kind of tricky for me. And, you know, we we met, and she was really lovely. Like, I kind of set the tone. I was just like, hey, you know, um, if it's okay with you guys, like, I'd prefer, like, if you weren't taking pictures together and posting them online during the event, because that's going to be really hard for me to see. So I had that kind of as a rule. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And like, if you could just not introduce each other as like partners, like, I understand that you're still just friends right now. She's like, sure, no problem. And of course, I then get to the whole, like, I know that this, you know, kind of goes without saying, but like, please just always be using a condom. Like, I literally remember sitting there like at a brunch like telling them all this now fast forward again there's another wakeboarding competition and so they go Nick they go to that they go to, they that. Go to that it's all good they go to that okay. they have a they have a good time it's all good they go Just they want to go to another one mm. can i ask you a quick question about the first time because as you're explaining that like you kind of laying the groundwork for her was that your role in the relationship like were you at all resentful that he wasn't the one to say hey i want to sit down with this girl i'm going to see and you and tell her really where we stand because what that seems weird that he wasn't the one to do that oh of course not because he just wants to have his cake and eat it too he just wants things to be easy you know like he doesn't want to he doesn't want to do any of this talking or but talking is a huge part what you tell me talking and communication seems like the core foundation of keeping a polyamorous relationship healthy 100 percent, definitely um because then you just it's just it's all out there you can feel safe to explain your feelings and talk through them you're not running into people and feeling awkward that you don't know the whole situation like it's just better to be honest yeah as you said it's like kitchen table everything's out okay so there's another wakeboarding event so they do another there's another wakeboarding event and the week before the week before she ends up getting really sick but they have a date 
They have, they had planned a date that night, but she texts him as like, I'm really sick. And he goes, oh, idea. I'm going to, I'm going to help her through her sickness and you should come over and I'll get you a smoothie and you could sleep at our apartment because it's air conditioned. And I know you have a fever, all these things that are chicken clicking off to be, Hmm, maybe it's COVID. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Right. So he invites her over. He asks me first because, you know, I've had a big problem about him not asking for permission. So, of course, out of the, out of the kindness of his heart, he asks me if it's okay for her to come over even though she's sick. Now, I'm in a position of thinking yeah. that I've been the bad partner and I've been too controlling and I haven't been letting him spread his wings and be the free polyamorous bird that he wants to be. So I say, okay. So she comes over have a night and then we go to his sister's wedding a couple of days later and he gets a text from this girl that he had gone to the wakeboarding competition with being like I have COVID like I yeah, tested I positive mean. for COVID <laughs> so this is so then within the like week that she was recovering was the next weekend was his wakeboarding competition and I had heard that you need like at the time needed two weeks and mm-hmm. You know, anyway, there's all this information about it. Of course, and it's it's strange, also, it was also no, yeah. He's like, oh, it's exactly a week of recovery. And then she can co- still come to the wakeboarding competition. And I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm really that comfortable with that. Like, she was just in our home and had COVID. Like, maybe you should give it a little bit more time. And he really pushed it like, no, like, you know, she's been home alone for so long. Like, she needs this. And in my head, I'm kind of thinking, where has this been for me for, like, the past four years? Like, where has this, like, caring and, like, love and devotion for, like, you know, you have it for somebody else and I'm supposed to be your fiancé? Like, it just didn't add up. And so we end up having a huge fight about it and I just break up with him then and there. Because I was like, he was not budging and I was not budging. And I just was seeing so clearly that we were just not compatible. So we break up. But of course, because he's so charming and I'm so in love with him, we still keep on fucking after the breakup. And I ended up seeing him at an event and he had told me that he also broke up with the wakeboarding girl. Really? I thought he he seemed pretty set on her. I'm surprised. Yeah, well, I think she broke up with him, actually, because we were all starting to see like his true colors and we're kind of like, okay. not so sure about this guy. So all three of us, me, Nick, and this... Wakeboarding, wakeboarding girl, girl. where we're all at the same event and because nick and i had kept like fucking through the breakup he had like updated me on things like oh i'm not with this person anymore and he had kind of made comments like oh i think you and her would really get along like you're both really into the same stuff i was so also kind I of know. thinking that yeah yeah based on just communication so, style seems like she's a great communicator but maybe i'm wrong yeah totally Totally. And here's where this is where her communication gets way better than his because she ends up being the third person that he had cheated on me with. And at the event, she comes up to me and is like, hey, you know, I just feel kind of weird about things. Like, I feel like we would have been really good friends if it wasn't for Nick. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting because he said the same thing to me about you, that if he hadn't gotten in the way that we would have been like really close. So she ends up telling me that they had gone to the beach together uh, like a couple months ago and because that they didn't have a condom, they had sex without one. And I am like absolutely fuming at this point because this is now 
been like it was months ago that that happened it happened when we were together (laughs) and now we had been continuing to fuck without a condom with him knowing that he had continued to do this with this other girl so i like fucking text him i'm like we need to we need to talk we talk on the phone i rip him a new asshole like i'm just so 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 furious and um a couple months later a really good friend of mine at another event also admits to me that two years prior they had had an agreement to fuck without a condom and they'd been fucking for months without a condom but also not telling you also not telling me not only not without a condom but not telling you that they were fucking um, I knew that they were fucking, but I have okay. no idea that it was without a condom. That was Why not was that it? was not my understanding. It was their understanding. They had an agreement, but they had an agreement not to tell me about it. I just don't understand why he just wouldn't have broken up with you early on if that's a rule that he couldn't have respected, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I know. Like it just why, doesn't what's why the stay point? in the relationship? Why yeah. Did, have you ever asked him that? Um, I mean, I've asked him things like, like he said, you know, oh, you know, eventually the guilt would have overcome me and I would have told you. I'm like, okay, but when? Like, yeah. was it when we had our third kid? Like, yeah. when, like, when was it, when were you A, going to tell me and when was it going to stop? Because all I know is of these four people, but it could have been. Yeah everyone that you were fucking that i wasn't in line of seeing you know what i mean now just to clarify have you been tested since then and was there yes. any negative repercussions to your body um for me no like i i ended up being fine um but other people got affected like other people that he was sleeping with were affected and I actually took it upon myself to contact people that I specifically knew that he had been seeing or dating or sleeping with and I I explained the situation because you know what too it's more than just like his lying and his cheating like he sexually harassed me for the four years that we were together and he made it seem like what he was doing to my body was okay and it and it just wasn't like on so many levels on the cheating level on the lying level but also just this like idea of um uh what's the word i'm looking for like almost uh assumed consent like oh i can just come up and slap your ass because you're my fiance what if i don't want to be slapped in the ass that day do you know what i mean um so there are just like a lot of things that i think because of his narcissistic um sex addiction ways like he just really didn't see things clearly like he would say things like oh you know that there's there's other people in the polyamps community that are having unprotected sex so like why should it matter and i'm going whoa buddy first of all if that's their like agreement then cool that should be their agreement that was never our agreement secondly too are you saying that there's people like friends of mine within the community who are having unprotected sex but not making any of us aware of it and you're okay with that and you're also using it as an excuse to do the exact same thing what like where's a lot like he thinks that's so logical that if i had heard about like billy bob joe and suzanne sue down the street like fucking without a condom and not telling other people in the polyamorous community about it i'd go knocking on their door and be like buddies hey 
contact tracing, like, essentially. Yeah. Like, you're not being ethical about this, and you're putting other people's health in harm's way. And it, I just... I, none of it really sat right with me. Just his explanations and kind of his, like, lack of um, remorse, you know? Well, so that breakup was September 2021. When did you stop sleeping yeah. with him? Like, when did... Probably, like... Oh, I want to say October, maybe. Okay. Like it was like we had gone a couple months, couple weeks, maybe, of still sleeping together. But then, like everything came to a head. Like it was, it was wild because that last person that came to me was a really, really good friend of mine, and they framed it as like, "Hey, I just want to let you know that there was this time, a couple year, maybe a year, a year and a half ago." that the three of us were all sleeping in bed and Nick turned over and tried to stick his like uncovered dick at me and I was kind of like no and I just want to let you know that that's something that happened and I was really taken aback thinking my poor friend is getting yeah there's so many sexually harassed story yeah um I ended up calling him like after we had like you know had this whole argument about the other the third time cheating and we had obviously agreed to like not see each other more not have sex yeah but I'm like still angry about it so I called him and we had this whole argument about it and I'm like you know this is like dangerous Nick like I'm like telling people that you've like sexually harassed like my friends because like this this there are stories coming out now yeah. And he's like, what? What story? So I tell him the story and he's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, well, would you remember it if I like told you who it was? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. So I tell him who it is and he's like, oh, yeah. Well, me and her, we, we had had an agreement for like months before that, that we had been fucking without a condom. So when I turned over and like assumed consent, it was just because we had already had an agreement. We had already been fucking without a condom for months before that. I'm like, what? So all these like wild stories. I I called my friend out on it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't like keep that. So like I call, I texted her and was just like, just to let you know, like I've heard, like heard a completely different story from Nick. Like not to say that what he did that morning wasn't still okay. He had said that you guys had an understanding months before that. So like what's what's the deal was it a one-time thing or was it you know did she confirm that it was more she admitted to it yeah wow yeah where are you and nick now or like how do you remain in this community that's so small well i've moved bridges have been burned oh okay yeah i'm still like involved in the community like i still have really really good friends back in the city who are in the uh, community and support me and know the story and like think that you know, he had hurt a lot of my friends too. Like he had really like gone overboard with this like assumed consent thing. Like with even just with like good friends, he just was like, oh, it's like, it's okay for me to like spank your butt or slap your ass or kiss you here or do that there. When really it's like, even if you have like a rapport with somebody, you should still be checking in when you're like engaging in anything, you know? Of course. Yeah. So he, he hurt a lot of people. Um, I, told it after I found all of that out and after like a lot of deep deep depression of laying in my bed surrounded by garbage not leaving my bed not leaving eating whatever um I like 
just took the time to pull myself out of that, do a lot of like self-work and self-love. It kind of started with me cleaning my room and then like built from there. And I deleted 880 photos of him off of my phone. I blocked him on Instagram and Facebook. I blocked him on WhatsApp and regular text, everything. I just didn't want any. And before I did, I just told him, I was like, I do not want to hear from you at all Mm -hmm. unless it's an emergency. Like in my heart of hearts, I still care for him and care for, you know, his family and stuff and wish him all the best. But Mm -hmm. he, what he did to me was so hurtful and so painful and just totally took away any kind of trust I'd ever have in him um and really kind of any like real love as well like as much as I say that like I love and care for him like it'll never be the same as what it was at the beginning because he just was a completely different person than who I agreed to fall in love with um, how far away did you move? Like, how different? Um, like, just now? an hour and a half. Okay, still, that's pretty far. I mean. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I'm in a small town now. <laughs> how do you, where's your love life now in a small town? It's interesting. Like, I've tried doing Bumble, and I'm really open in my bio of, like, I'm pansexual, polyamorous, non-binary. If you're not into that, don't swipe. Um... And again, you do get some people who like fetishize it and are more just like wanting to ask you questions and are actually interested in pursuing you. Um, I've actually seen in a couple other small towns that there also are queer polyamorous individuals. So I've like linked up more with them. Um, I'm seeing actually a few people um, like I've met, like I'm I'm a pretty social butterfly. So like I just meet people on the fly and like have a good time. And I've made like quite a few friends already. And but you don't um, have a primary partner. No. And I've broken up with all my partnerships um, back home and that I had uh, throughout that time with with Nick because it just it. It all was too closely related and I also didn't feel like I was getting what I expected out of partnerships with those relationships. So I just wanted to move and start fresh and yeah, yeah just kind of like... It was, it, the betrayal kind of was a whis- whisper down the lane of betrayal. I mean, there were multiple, it was a train of betrayal. It wasn't just him. There were a lot of people who you trusted who ended up being, um, what's the word, confidants or for him, you know, like playing into yeah. the lie. Shit, I mean, yeah, that's a really wild story. And I'm so sorry yeah. that you had to go through that. I mean, I really hope that you find a wonderful primary partner one day because you too. you're you're looking for something that's so honest and all you're asking for is transparency in an already um, different situation. That like you're mm-hmm. already saying you can have so much freedom in your sex life. This is the one thing that I ask. And it's a very yeah. um, respectable ask. Um, so unrelated, there's, I try to ask everyone this question and you're the first non-New York person that I'm asking. So please base it in Canada. What is your favorite restaurant or go-to spot? If, if a listener is visiting Ontario or where you are in Canada, what would be your favorite restaurant to go to? Okay. So in, uh, Collingwood, actually, there is this really great, like Asian fusion inspired place called Lowdown and they do drag shows there as well. And their food and drinks are phenomenal. And the location you said is Collywood? Like Hollywood? Collywood. It's like just outside of Toronto. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, listeners, you have a whole world in uh, Canada to go to now. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you didn't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone.